what's been your favorite thing that we've done so far? Uh, probably eat pineapple. Eating pineapple. And you've had a lot of pineapple, right, buddy? Yes, and also the luau. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, and we are coming to you from the main pool here at Fabulous Awalani on, what day is it today? Monday. I've lost track of time. It's Monday. It is our second full day at the resort. We got here on Saturday, so now Monday, and we are lounging by the pool. Uh, had a great day today, I think, so far. Had a great day yesterday. Lots to talk about, so let's rewind. We got here just fine. We won't get through all the particulars of travel these days. You're well aware of it, but got here just fine. A little snafu at the rental car line. Hertz is really killing it with back up in their brand new garage at the Inaway Airport there at... Uh, at Honolulu. So got here to Alani just fine after some stops at Target and the ABC store for some provisions and wrapping paper for the holidays. And so made it to Alani just fine. And then the very first night we made the mistake or the brilliant choice of doing the luau. And so Nathan had said the last time we were here that the luau was one of his favorite things. And so we decided to do it again. Sam, what'd you think? So I'm going to give mixed reviews to the luau. I really, I have to say, I really think the food is quite good at the luau. They give you those two bento boxes for adults and one bento box and a fruit cup for kids. And then of course, dessert on top of that. So food, I would say quite good. I want the kids bento box next time. It was, it looked way better than anything I was eating. I think our bento box was delicious. There is a, uh, the main bento box had fish, a white fish item. It had a teriyaki chicken. It had some steak. It had white rice and some purple mashed potato things. Anyway, lots of it, good. The thing I would say is the luau is just very, very long and there's lots of like downtime. We didn't talk about this that much on our last episode, but when you haven't been quite adjusted to the time, it feels really late because it goes for two and a half, three hours almost. And it doesn't get to the really good stuff with the fire dancing and whatnot until the end. And Mickey and Minnie don't come out until at least halfway through or two thirds of the way through. So There's a lot of waiting for some of the good parts. And I did notice this time there were several uh, groups who left before some of the really good stuff happens. And I feel like that's a bit of a bummer because you pay a lot of money for the luau. And then if you don't really get to see, you know, Mickey and Minnie do the Aulani hula or see the uh, fire dancing show at the end, kind of you've overpaid, I guess I would say. Yeah. And the the only thing on it is for a family friendly luau, it goes fairly late into the evening for kids. And so I do think three hours is a lot to expect some kiddos to sit for that luau when it's and it really is only about 90 minutes to two hours worth of show. So I think there was a way for them to serve food unobtrusively while still having the show go on without all of the breaks. So or at least fewer breaks. So I think the luau is still great. I think it's a visually interesting show. I love the way they've set it up. They don't have just one stage. They have lots of stages down the middle aisle of the luau so that uh, they have dancers out there as well. So you never feel like you're you know, I'm so far from the stage. I can't enjoy it. Food is good. I think the show is good. Our only criticism would be I wish they could find a way to make it just a little bit more friendly for the kiddos in terms of timing. So Luau the first night, then we called it a night. We were exhausted. It was about uh, 10 o'clock our time in Seattle by the time we were done, maybe even 11 o'clock in the evening Seattle time. So called it a night and then got up uh, the next morning. And let me tell you, 
One of my biggest criticisms for Disney right now is, can we do something without a rope drop attached to it? Because even at Elani, so the resort is feeling a little bit busier on the Sunday that we were here. I will say by Monday, it feels back to kind of the level, crowd levels that we saw in August. It does not feel as busy as it did on Sunday, but you get people lining up here at 7 a.m. to get their name on fish feeding. You get people, you know, reserving beach chairs by 7 a.m. Uh, or pool chairs by 7 a.m. And I just wish that we could wrap our heads around a vacation out of Disney that allowed for some relaxation. I mean, we're in Hawaii. I don't want to get up at 6.30 in the morning to get ready to go down and reserve beach chairs at 7 a.m. or 7.30. So look, we're still having a great time, but it did take some effort for us to get our poolside beach chairs this morning. We just wish we could find a happy medium between relaxation and rope drop <laughs> at Disney properties. But that said, uh, the first day we actually just meandered down to the beach and grabbed some beach chairs, uh, sat down there for a couple hours and headed up to the pool. And it's a nice little quiet pool here that used to be an adult pool. And Sam found us some chairs right by the pool because that pool is hidden out of the way. And so not a lot of families over there. Uh, it was quite shady. The pool is heated back there, though, which was nice because it was a little on the windy and chilly side yesterday. It's much warmer today, but much windier. You may be picking that up through the windscreen on the mic here right now, but much warmer, but windier. We had a nice day at the pool yesterday. And yesterday afternoon, we checked off a box on our to-do list at Aulani with some ukulele lessons. And uh, Sam, what did you think of the ukulele lessons? I absolutely loved it. So the one negative is I had to get up to go do the sign up. The sign up opens at 8 a.m., but there are people lined up at least at like 730, sometimes even earlier. So I went down at about maybe 740, got in line. There were a handful of people in front of me and I was able to sign us up for the first ukulele lesson of the day, which is at 1.30 p.m. So we left the pool, went to ukulele lessons, had a blast. We learned four different chords, which amazingly, you can actually play quite a few songs with four different chords. So it was awesome. Uh, we did purchase an ukulele. Um, so we are the target audience because they don't charge you for the lesson. You just have to wait in line to sign up. And then they're hoping you'll obviously buy an ukulele. So we did. On the ukulele lessons, I'll say it was really fun. I thought it was a great way to intro people. And for only a half hour, you actually got pretty decent playing the ukulele. It is a much easier instrument to learn than the guitar. It's only four strings instead of five, and the neck is much narrower. And I'm actually shocked that, see, I'm a fan of the Beatles, does not realize you can play many songs with only three or four chords, because just about every Beatles song history is made up of three or four chords. So anyway, I thought the ukulele lessons were fantastic. But Sam, yesterday checked off another box for you, which was you got to return to your new favorite restaurant, at least in the Hawaiian Islands, if not beyond, maybe in the Pacific, Mina's Fish House. And so had a fabulous meal at Mina's Fish House. I'll talk a little bit about what I ate when Sam's done. But Sam, did Mina's live up to expectations as set the last time we were here? Oh my God, absolutely yes. Okay, so another fabulous meal. I cannot say enough about how much I love this restaurant. And at the spa today, I was chatting with another guest and I did hear that as of today, which is Monday, they are actually not allowing anyone to eat there who is not staying at the Four Seasons. I don't know for how long this will last. It might just be for Christmas week because the resorts are quite full for Christmas week. Alani already has that policy in place. Only resort guests can eat at Alani's restaurants or Alani's sit-down restaurant, I should say, Makahiki. So anyway, but let's talk about what we ate. So Nathan ordered the kids mac and cheese for $17. He got a slice of watermelon, a large bowl of mac and cheese and an included dessert, which was a choice of either an ice cream sandwich or ice cream on top of a brownie. Mac and cheese was okay, I would say. Not quite creamy enough for my taste. Although Nathan earlier today, when I asked him what his favorite meal thus far was, he said the mac and cheese at dinner last 
last night. So he liked it. So they're hitting the right notes there. So good job, Michael Mina. And then his uh, ice cream sandwich looked delicious. He ate pretty much the whole thing except for the two bites I think Brian snuck from <laughs> from that ice cream sandwich. But it was a sugar cookie ice cream sandwich with vanilla ice cream and sprinkles. Looked delicious. For Brian and I, we had two appetizers. We had a fried calamari dish. They called it a fried squid. It had an amazing kind of citrusy, tangy, sweet sauce kind of drizzled over it. And then it also had an aioli on the side. It was yum. And we also had the smoked marlin, which came with taro chips. It's kind of like, I'd say like a smoky tuna salad is the best way to describe it with furikake seasoning on top of it. Quite delicious as well. We didn't know it was coming, but we also did get an amuse-bouche, which was a, like a, I'll call it a salmon pate or something uh, on top of a little crostini. And we also were given um, some pita bread with hummus as a as the bread service. Uh, quite delicious. And then I had the opaka paka, which is a white Hawaiian fish. It's a seasonal fish. They don't get it all year round. It, they swim quite deep, I think. And I had it with the Asian style preparation. So it came with uh, broccolini and fried rice was the whole fish. I could not finish it. It's for It says it's for one to two people. Definitely could have fed two people. Fantastic. I was so stuffed. I kept wanting to eat more, but I just couldn't. So I could not finish it. Yeah. So I had a Michael Mina signature dish, which is the a lobster pot pie. And this is a whole lobster cooked in a cognac cream sauce with pot pie accoutrement like carrots and uh, mushrooms and things like that. And so it's prepared table size. So they bring out the pot that has been in the oven and fully cooked through, has the nice big bread top on it. And then they slice the bread top off and put that on the bottom of the plate. And then they in they bring the lobster out, which has still got its shells in the, in the sort of stewing in the stock there and they literally reconstruct the lobster on the plate claws and all they use the green beans as tentacles and then they pour the sherry cream sauce over top and fantastic it was a fantastic dish i understand that other michael mina restaurants serve this dish uh so it's fantastic i'm you know if you've had it before at other restaurants you might want to try some one of the other fish dishes at michael mina i had a fabulous one last time that was not the pot pie but that lobster pot pie was delicious nice and you know sort of warming for a winter kind of dish so really good i also wanted to comment that nathan's ice cream sandwich my god that was a great dessert i expected just two chocolate cookies with vanilla ice cream in the middle and it was two sugar cookies with vanilla ice cream in the middle and oh my god it made such a difference it was so good i I love that ice cream sandwich, the two bites that he was he allowed me. Quickly, we should also run through a couple of things that have changed since we were last here, a couple of things that have opened, and the things that are still closed. And so the big thing that's changed is that Hawaii requires all restaurants to verify your vaccination status, except for children under 12 currently, or you have to show them proof of a negative COVID test within the last 24 hours. Alani's on-site restaurants are handling that with uh, a check-in. They give you a black band or some other colored band that may, color may change. They basically give you a band that shows that you've been checked for that. So if you're dining on property, that band is all you need to show. If you're dining off property, like we were at Michael Mina's last night, that band holds no meaning. And so you need to show them either your vaccination record or a vaccination record stored in kind of an approved app for Hawaii, which you may not really have access to if you're traveling to Hawaii. Um, it also sounds like some restaurants will accept photos of your vaccination card, but got to show those cards to get into the restaurants currently. In terms of offerings that have reopened at Elani since we were last here, so a couple things. One is storytelling by the pool is now back. It sounds 
sounds like twice an evening. I don't know if that's every evening. Oh, Sam's saying maybe three times an evening, but storytelling is back. We did see that happening at the pool on our way back. Movies on the lawn are back, which are a hallmark uh, of DVC resorts. Twice a week, they do movies on the lawn. Uh, so you can come down and watch those. Some of the tents and things that they had up to do specific services have now been moved back indoors. So, you know, a lot of the DVC registration stuff in terms of activities was uh, outside the DVC community hall room here that has moved back indoors, at least for the time being. They also had like a separate tent set up for renting things like boogie boards and stuff down on the beach, and they have moved back into their regular rental facility now. But movies on the lawn and storytelling are back. They did mention at the check-in that the gym has reopened, which I don't think we realized the last time we were here the gym was closed. Uh, That says something about our exercise regimen at that point in time. But Auntie's remains closed. No children's play area and it does not look like it has any plans for reopening anytime soon as far as we can tell and ama ama remains closed and again there's no activity over there suggestive that they are even remotely considering reopening at this point so we'd heard rumors that the vendor for ama ama had terminated its contract with alani and they might be looking for someone new to open which is probably a tough proposition right now if you're a restaurateur to think about opening up another table service dining restaurant but i will say alani needs it especially if you're talking about the four seasons shutting off access to michael Mina's. That's one less table service restaurant in the area for guests. Your only other options besides Makahiki uh, are the Oleo Room, which takes no reservations, or the restaurants across the street, of which we think the Mexican restaurant is still closed. There was activity there, but it looks to be still closed. So if it is closed, you're left with Monkey Pod and the Pizza Place. And that's pretty much it in terms of some sit-down dining options. And then down the road at the Marriott, Long Keys is open. So anyway, right now, I think capacity is still somewhat reduced at the resort, and it still feels like a lot of pressure on their restaurants. They need to get someone into Ama Ama. And I just think that the prices that they're charging for rooms at Alani, they can't continue much longer with kind of reduced amenities. It's it's getting a little crazy to be charging, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred, a thousand dollars or more a night for studios and one bedrooms. And you can't get sit down dining on property outside of Makahiki, which Makahiki is okay, but it was no Ama Ama to our understanding. So I did hear from my masseuse today when I was chatting during my massage service. He had heard that maybe Ama Ama had not reopened because the kitchen space is too small to maintain social distancing and to stay with the re- those regulations. So that may be the issue, but I'm not sure if that's correct. Well, speaking of which, Sam, you did have a spa treatment. We've been we've been hanging out by the pool today, but you had a spa treatment today. And so you got to experience the hydrotherapy room, which I don't think you you saw it last time, but I don't know that you actually got to really experience it last time. I, for full disclosure, had a massage booked for tomorrow, but decided to cancel it. It's just it's just not my thing. I wish they would do passes into the hydrotherapy room so I could check it out, but they don't. So Sam, our reporter on the ground, taking one for the team. How was the massage and how was the hydrotherapy room? Okay, so last time when we came, I went to the hydrotherapy for like five, 10 minutes, maybe max. I just didn't leave myself enough time to do that either before or after my treatment. This time I made sure to go to the spa about 50 minutes in advance of my treatment. So I got probably a good 30 minutes in at the hydrotherapy before and then maybe five or 10 or probably about 10 after. Anyway, I would say hydrotherapy area, super nice at Aulani. You can only go there if you have a spa treatment and it doesn't really include the nail or hair like salon type treatments. It really needs to be like a massage or something like that. So I really enjoyed the hydrotherapy area. It's a it's a garden, actually. I should call it the hydrotherapy garden. They've got a, an ice cold like plunge pool, which I did 
try. They have some shower type things and then they have two different hot tubs, one at 85 degrees and one at 110 degrees. Um, just a really nice, quiet area. When I was there, I didn't see a single man in the hydrotherapy garden. It was all women there for spa treatments. I have to say, though, uh, my massage was a little disappointing this time around. My therapist, I did not feel like he was very good. The amount of pressure and the technique did not seem to be up to par with some of the other therapists that I've had either here or on the cruise line. So that was my only criticism. I did have a male therapist, which was fine. I didn't make a request specific for either male or female. I oftentimes do request a female, but I really, at this point in my life, don't care all that much. Um, It was an older gentleman who was very nice, but I just, like I said, not a great massage, but in a great experience with the hydrotherapy. All right. We're going to wrap up this part of the trip here. Uh, We will be back with uh, Nathan at some point during the trip to get his thoughts and opinions on Oalani. And uh, we got a lot on tap still. Uh, dinner at Roy's later this week. Dinner at Monkey Pod. We're definitely going to try and check out the Dole Pineapple Plantation because Nathan has announced that pineapple is like his favorite thing and the best pineapple in the world comes from Hawaii. So we're going to check that out. Probably head over to the North Shore a little bit one day. Honolulu is a question mark for us, but potentially still on the table. And of course, we've got characters galore that I think Sam is still tracking to figure out if there's anything special going on that she can uh, she can do with characters or you know special outfits and things like that. So lots more to come and we will be back. Thanks for listening. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We have moved locations and days. It is now the 23rd of December, so the day before Christmas Eve, and we are at a fabulous poolside cabana near the Infinity Pool at El Lani, cabana number three. Day full of relaxation, sunshine, a little wind. It's been a little windy here, but uh, otherwise it's been good. We got to rewind a bit here. We're going to go back to where we last left our intrepid heroes. I believe that we finished up with our dinner at Michael Mina and we were hanging out by the pool when we last left you. That evening, we tried something new. We had dinner at the Olalo Room. And uh, Sam, what did you think of the Olalo Room? Well, for our listeners, I want to first explain what the Olalo Room is. It is a bar slash restaurant right next to Makahiki here at Aulani. It is only open in the evening, I think from like five to nine or 10 a night. They have live music starting at about six, I think pretty much every night. And it is, I want to call it an appetizer type menu. Um, Tapas maybe style is a better way to describe it, but it is Asian, Japanese inspired for sure. We had edamame and a pork tonkatsu dish as appetizer type dishes. And then Brian and I ordered some sushi. I had two sushi rolls, one Peking duck, one California roll. Brian ordered a rainbow roll and then had some, I believe, nigiri. And then Nathan had a mac and cheese as his kind of main dish. Food portions were quite big, I would say, and the food quality was very good. I will note it was expensive for what it was because it is, like I said, more of an appetizer menu, but we certainly ate plenty of food. It's just a little bit on the pricier side. When the music started, that was really nice. We got there right when they opened at five or a couple minutes before five because it is it they do not take reservations there and they do fill up. And so and there's a two hour table limit. So the expectation is that if you get there at five, you're leaving at about seven. So if you were to get there at like six, you might wait an hour to get a table unless a table turned over more quickly than average. I would say definitely a great place to eat, a nice atmosphere, uh, outdoor seating is what we had. Most of the tables are outdoor there. 
and a really good meal. Brian, what'd you think? At the risk of disagreeing with Sam, I am going to disagree with her a little bit. I thought the Olayla room was fine. I think it is not a great place to have dinner. I think it's a great place to maybe have some drinks and an appetizer pre-dinner. I think it would have been an excellent place to have drinks and an appetizer pre-dinner before a dinner at, say, Ama Ama, but that's closed. So it has become a dinner spot because there are so few sit-down eating options available at Elani right now. It's really just Makahiki and the Olelo Room, and or you can sit outside off the hook. I, but I would say, look, we're from Seattle. We have really good sushi in Seattle. I'd say this is better than supermarket sushi by far. But not as good as some of the good sushi I've had in Seattle. We've been to conveyor belt places that have had better sushi than what we experienced at the Olelo Room. So really the hallmark of the Olelo Room is it's convenient. Um, but I think it's pricey for what it is. And I think the sushi quality is just kind of okay. If you're not coming from a place that has really great sushi, you might find the sushi to be on par with what you're experiencing where you live. But uh, for us, and I think set in the context of Hawaii that has some really great sushi spots, the Olelo Room is just kind of okay from, from my point of view for what it is. Um, I almost think they do better by not having sushi and by serving, you know, other hot tapas, like Hawaiian style tapas kind of food. I think that might be something where they could hit the sweet spot a little bit for the for the market. So yeah, after the Layla room, we called it a night. And the next day we got up and we picked just the absolute perfect day to head to the Dole Plantation because of all the days on this trip, that day was kind of the worst weather-wise. It was pretty cloudy and drizzly rain throughout most of the day and most of the island. And so we thought it'd be a good opportunity for us to get out of the resort and go do some stuff that we wanted to do. And so we headed over to the Dole Plantation. We also made it over to the North Shore because Sam wanted to see potentially some sea turtles, had lunch over there, grabbed some shave ice. And so had a, had a really great day and an otherwise kind of, you know, rainy, meh kind of day. It did perk up in the afternoon, which was also kind of nice for us. So turned out to be a really fun day, but let's start with the Dole Plantation. Yes, it is a tourist trap. And we knew that going in. Our son announced on this trip that pineapple is his favorite fruit. And so we decided we would take him someplace to see pineapple grown. Uh, it's one of the enduring memories I have of spending time in Hawaii with my family is my parents taking me to the Dole Private Plantation Island at one point when I was a kid, uh, getting to see the pineapple being grown and hearing a presentation about it. And then we ate to this day, what I remember to be some of the most delicious pineapple I've ever had in my life. And so I just wanted Nathan to have something like that experience. So we took him over to the Dole Plantation. And Sam, I think we learned some tips. And I'm curious to hear what you thought about the Dole Plantation. Okay, so here's the big tip for anyone who's going to go to the Dole Plantation on Oahu. Get there early. They open at 9.30 a.m. We got there at about 9.40. And that's because we made a stop at Leonard's Bakery Food Truck and Waikile Shopping Center for some malasadas, which that's another pro tip. Go get some malasadas from Leonard's, either the regular bakery or one of their food trucks. They are these amazing donuts that you can get with powdered sugar or cinnamon sugar or filled with custard or coconut cream or chocolate or a couple of fruit flavors. Anyway, delicious. So after we got our malasadas and some Starbucks, we headed to the Dole Plantation, got there, as I said, about 940 in the morning, got right in line to buy tickets for the train ride. There's basically three attractions at the Dole Plantation right now beyond the gift shop country store area, which is the train pineapple maze, which seems like a similar to like a corn maze at your 
pumpkin patch near your house in October. And the third is a pineapple garden where you basically just kind of walk through yourself. Right now, they don't have the regular group tours going. So the only tour is on the train ride. They do a voiceover. On the train ride, you do get to see a bunch of different crops. You get to see, you know, cacao being grown. You get to see pineapple being grown, papaya, basically a bunch of different fruits and flowers. I would say it is a decent tour. It's something that is not like amazing, but it's if you feel like you want to check off that box of going to the Dole Plantation, that's what I would recommend doing the train ride. Uh, by the way, Nathan fell asleep on the train ride. <laughs> Um, I think he was tired from just being up from all the running around that he had done at the pool the day before. And so we stopped at the gift shop after the train ride to get some, you know, pineapple candy and whatnot. And then we left and headed to Turtle Beach. Uh, I don't remember the Hawaiian name for Turtle Beach, but it is a beach just about a mile north of Haleiwa, which is a little kind of downtown city on the North Shore. It's really on the northwest part of the island. Turtle Beach is a rocky beach known for its sea turtle sightings between 11 and 1, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. It's supposed to be the best time to see the sea turtles. We got there at about 1. The traffic was horrible. Um, I will say it's a single lane road in either direction to get there. And then it was even worse than usual with traffic because there was some construction going on. So they kept closing just you know one side of the road. And so both directions were having to use just a single lane. Nathan and I kind of climbed down to the beach there. And I say climb down because it's a rock beach. And I'm not talking about like there is sand. It's not just like little pebbles, rocks. There are these huge rocks. It is not a flat beach. It is quite steep to get down there. And so we went down to try and see some sea turtles. Unfortunately, we did not get to see any sea turtles. We were there maybe a half hour or so because Brian had to drive past and then find a place to turn around and then find a place to pick us up um, because of the crazy traffic. But a couple of folks that we talked to that were there had just seen a couple of sea turtles heads and then saw them, you know, pop right back into the ocean. So not a great day for a sea turtle sighting, but I'm glad that we at least made an attempt. I can check it off the list as something we at least attempted to do. After going to the sea turtles, we headed into Haleiwa to grab some lunch at the Beach House restaurant. Yeah. So traffic is pretty bad all the way around on this island. It's, a, it's an island that's made up of a lot of state routes that are one lane in each direction. So I'll just say if you're heading out of Alani to go do some activities, aside from going into Honolulu, which, look, there's a ton of traffic going into Honolulu, depending on the day, too. And that's on a multi-lane highway. But if you're looking to go to the North Shore, other parts of the island, just you know, plan ahead, leave early, be patient. There's also just road construction happening around the island. And when you're talking about a two-lane road, you know, one lane each direction, road construction snarls the traffic really fast. Yeah, went to the beach house for lunch in Halawea, which Halawea is a nice little beach town. There's lots of little shops you can wander around. Great beach, good surfing over there to watch uh, on occasion. So the waves were breaking pretty big when we were there. And so there were spots where you could see some cool surfing going on, uh, some protected coves where you can go swimming. There was a place where you could rent uh, stand-up paddle boards and a place where you could rent some, it looked like, I think, sit-on-top kayaks to kayak a river that went out into the uh, into the ocean. So just a fun little town to go visit. Lots of shopping, lots of uh, food options over there. We were keen to try Halawea Joe's because we'd heard some really good things about it, but they only do dinner. And we were early enough in the day that we felt like we wanted to grab lunch and then grab shave ice and head back to the resort. So we hit up the beach house, as Sam said. 
I thought the food was was pretty good there. You know, I had a lobster cob salad. It was delicious. Nathan had a burger and fries. The fries were like twisted. They were, you know, I think they were almost the size of JoJo's, but had a little twist in them, which was interesting. Sam thought that his burger was pretty good. Sam had a teriyaki beef dish that was also pretty good. So yeah. After lunch at the beach house, we headed over to Matsumoto Shaved Ice to get our shave ice dessert for the day before we headed back to Alani and... I think this time around, we weren't expecting a huge line because it was kind of a meh kind of day outside, although things had picked up a little bit in the afternoon in terms of the weather. But we were wrong. The (laughs) line was there and as strong as ever. So Matsumoto's remains as popular as ever. And I'll also say it remains as delicious as ever. So we waited about 40 minutes or 45 minutes or so to get our shave ice, which is not too bad. Uh, I got a small Hawaiian shave ice with some condensed milk on top, which is my kind of favorite flavors. So that uh, Hawaiian shave ice is banana, coconut, and pineapple. And it was really, really good. Although I did have this weird thing where when two of them mixed together, it did not taste so, so great. So anyway, I may try a different flavor next time. But otherwise, I thought the shave ice was excellent and uh, can't wait to get back there for more. Sam and Ethan also shared a shave ice. Uh, what did you think of Matsumoto's? Did it live up to its stellar expectations? Absolutely. Matsumoto's was so delicious. Nathan and I shared a small shave ice. We got three flavors, which is kind of the standard. And we got uh, specifically, we got watermelon, lemonade, and grape. I will say the grape flavoring was not good. It tasted like a diamond tap medicine, but the watermelon and the lemonade flavors were delicious. So we couldn't finish even the whole thing between the two of us because it was quite cold out, but I really uh, enjoyed it. And I'm glad that we got to go to Matsumoto's again. Yeah. I want to echo something Sam said. The small size is perfect. I've yet to finish a Matsumoto shave ice, even when it's been warm outside because that small size huge. So unless you're trying to feed like five people off of the Matsumoto shave ice, I think the small is perfect and it's even perfect to split with a kiddo. So after Masamoto's, we did head back to Aulani. We grabbed some pizza that night, which was a bit of a mistake. I had sworn off dinner, actually, because we had eaten so much during the, the day that I thought, no, I don't need dinner. But we got some pizza across the street from the pizza corner. I do think that that pizza is pretty good. They were pretty understaffed. And so Sam had to wait about an hour to get the pizza. And they weren't doing delivery at this point like they normally do to the resort. So Sam basically walked over, got the pizza, brought it back. It is, I think, better than the Alani pizza uh, and a large pizza. We always have leftovers for three people. So I would say it's a great spot to grab pizza. The garlic knots are also a delicious addition to your pizza. So uh, anyway, great pizza that night. Just shouldn't have had it because it was uh, it was a lot. After that, we got up the next day and it was time for a little bit more pool and relaxation time. We did get up early to snag some really nice chairs yesterday by the pool and uh, had a great spot by the main pool for most of the day. Sam, you did some character photos, I believe, right? Yeah, I did some character photos on two different days. Just We only have seen just a couple of characters. So Nathan and I went and saw Shelly May on one occasion. And then yesterday, Nathan and I went and saw Pluto and Mickey together. So Pluto was wearing a Santa hat and some jingle bells around his neck as his collar. And then Mickey was wearing his kind of Hawaiian wear outfit. So that was nice. We got a a cute picture with uh, Mickey and Pluto yesterday. Well, Nathan has rejoined us in the cabana. And so I want to get Nathan's take on some of the things that we have done over the past few days. Nathan, what did you think about the Dole Plantation and the train ride? I kind of liked it, but I was kind of sleepy on it. And the line was just so boring. It was a pretty long line, although it was a much longer line later in the day. Right, buddy? Yes, it literally went out of the place where you where the line is supposed to be. Did you learn anything that you remember about the pineapple? I don't know. 
<laughs> well, I learned something new. I learned that you could plant your own pineapple at home by taking the top part off and planting it. And I also learned that pineapple doesn't ripen after it's picked, which is not something I think I had I had known before. So we got some pineapple at the end. Was it good pineapple? Did you like it? Yes. I should also mention we did not get Dole Whips, which is the hallmark of the Dole Plantation. But um, while we are Dole Whip fans, we feel like we get them at most of the parks and some other places. And so we just opted to skip the Dole Whips. And you can get them here at Alani. I know they're bigger over at the Dole Plantation, but we just like the size of them is not what matters to us. So Nathan, what did you think about the shave ice? Uh, it was good. What was your favorite flavor? The lemonade. Lemonade. You like the lemonade flavor. Yeah. Anything else that we did that day? Did you like going to the beach where there were the there were supposed to be the sea turtles, but they weren't out? Well, first, before I talk about that, uh, the lemonade was like the only flavor that tasted like re- like the actual thing. Well, yeah, because lemonade is basically a sugary drink. So it makes sense that the syrup lemonade would taste like lemonade, right? Yep. Because the watermelon and grape did not taste like watermelon or grape. What's been your favorite thing that we've done so far? Uh, probably eat pineapple. Eating pineapple. And you've had a lot of pineapple, right, buddy? Yes. And also the luau. What did you like most about the luau? I would say the food. You like the food? What about the fire dancing? Yes. Yes? Was that a good part of it? Yes. And um, you've been able to experience all the pools here now at Elani pretty much. Which is your favorite pool? The main pool, the infinity pool, or the what used to be the adult-only pool? Probably the main pool and the infinity pool. Nice. Daddy's going to have to come down and check out that infinity pool with you at some point. I should also say we've done the water slides a number of times and they are still a heck of a lot of fun. And it does feel like they might have turned up the pace of the Lazy River ever so slightly this time around. But those have been fun. Have not yet done the snorkeling, but may try to do that today. So yeah, yesterday we hung out by the pool and then saw some characters, mostly relaxing day. And then last night we walked to Roy's for dinner. I'm going to start with Nathan. Nathan, what did you think about your dinner last night at Roy's? I was... I would say it's good. What did you have for dinner, buddy? Edamame, quesadilla, and pasta. Yeah, so the nice thing about Royce for kids is that they bring them like a little appetizer plate with some vegetables and a quesadilla and some cut vegetables, a quesadilla and some ranch dressing for dipping. And that comes out pretty quickly. And then for dinner, he had a huge bowl of like pasta with red sauce. And then they bring edamame to the table, which a gigantic bowl, which he and I both gobbled down pretty quickly. I had a brisket and shrimp dish combo that was fantastic and way too much food. There must have been a pound of brisket on this plate if there was if there was anything. And then four huge shrimp, a gigantic piece of cornbread. It was served over baked beans and it came with actually a corn on the cob that I gave to Nathan that was also really, really good. There was a huge amount of food, just way too much to eat. And it was all really, really delicious. And actually, we started the meal by sharing an appetizer of a watermelon feta salad that was also really big and really delicious. And Sam loves the, um, I think they're wood I think they're wood-grilled Mongolian ribs, which were also quite delicious. And I think they are a feature dish at Roy's. So I had a fantastic meal at Roy's. Sam, what did you think about your dinner? The food at Roy's was even better this time than it was the last time we were here. It improved, Nathan says. Yeah. The ribs were delicious. As Brian said, the watermelon and strawberry and feta salad was good. And then I had uh, what was called the shrimp trilogy. So it was like shrimp cooked like three different ways on three different like toppings, two shrimp over each, but they were ginormous shrimp over a small salad and then two shrimp over some butter mushrooms and then shrimp over creamy orzo pasta. Fantastic. And then, of course, we had to end our meal 
with a pineapple upside down cake that Brian and I shared. Nathan also got a vanilla ice cream sandwich with his dinner. So really, I would say, particularly for the kids meal, quite good value because it's basically a three course meal. Nathan ended up only eating about half of his pasta. So we even have brought that back with us. So he can have that as another meal or like a lunch another day. But yeah, really good value for the kids meal and the adult food, while I wouldn't call it value, it's really quite good uh, quality and delicious. Which brings us to today. So one thing we want to highlight today, we are, as I said up front, we are in a cabana. We've got a, a cabana poolside here over by the infinity pool, cabana number three. It's a nice quiet spot, although we are pretty close to the <laughs> hooting duck for the four seasons. So you may have heard a little truck in the background there, but otherwise a nice uh, secluded cabana and it's, it's pretty well protected from the wind, which is nice. It's been a little windy here for the past few days. So Nice cabana. We did get a listener who wrote in who asked us why we get a pool cabana or why we're after a pool cabana at Elani. And let me just start by saying these are a luxury good. They are not necessary to make your trip to Alani fun or, or special. They might make your trip to Alani a little bit more special for a day or two, but they are not necessary at all. The reason that we like the cabana, I think it's really probably two reasons. One is that I am not a rope drop person. I do love going to the parks, but I prefer a much more leisurely vacation. And so if I have a cabana, I know I have seating for the day and I don't have to show up 7.30 in the morning or in some cases earlier to snag good chairs for us to sit in. And Sam's been doing that the past couple of days. She's gone down and been reading a book while, you know, reserving us seats while I get Nathan ready to come down. So this way we can all come down as a family and we know we've got seating and it's going to be decent seating for us. The cabanas come with a lot of amenities. So we've got a refrigerator. We brought down some some beers and some seltzers and some soft drinks and stuff and put them in the fridge. So, you know, that's nice to have. They give you snacks in the morning. They give you a dessert tray in the afternoon. You have cabana servers who will come and take your order and, you know, prioritize getting you your food and your beverages, sunscreen, you know, they have a Beats pill in here. If you want to listen to music in your cabana, you can. There's a TV, there's free sunscreen available. So it's it's nice. It's a pampering kind of day where you know you've got a nice place to sit. You've got lounge chairs out in the sun or a nice couch under a tent cover. And so it's just nice to, to be in for the day. We would not get cabanas every day we were here. I do like moving around the pool and being into the atmosphere, but you know, for one day or two days, it's nice. They do have some cabanas is up by the kids splash pad area, which when the last time we were here, Nathan really liked that splash pad. So we tried to get a cabana up there a couple of times and succeeded. The reason being is we could just sit in the cabana and he could be at the splash pad. We could just watch him from there and he could run all over the place. And we had a dedicated spot to come back to as a family. So the cabanas run about $450, I think for the day. Currently, there is a DVC discount on them that gets them down to about four and a quarter, I think it is. So look, they're not cheap. Uh, they do seat a good number of people. So they were in a couch here that could easily seat four and two lounge chairs outside. I think they do accommodate up to six people, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I think it might be six to eight is the maximum occupancy, but um, you can check that out on the Alani website. We're obviously only three people, so we never really max this thing out. I will say if you're interested in cabana, you have to reserve them early. I find Alani's process for booking cabanas to be one of the most frustrating that I've ever experienced. And that includes Disney Cruise 
line, at least on Disney Cruise Line, if the cabanas are all sold out, you can show up on the ship and get your name on a list and they will contact you as people cancel their cabanas to see if you want that cabana at Castaway Key. At Aulani, people can book these cabanas, I think, up to a year out with their reservations and perhaps even longer. I might have the time frame wrong there, but it is months and months and months and months in advance. We tried to book cabanas four months in advance for this current stay and we could only get a cabana on today. This was it. The only cabana available. We actually requested a cabana up by the Menahune Bridge and we're told that that was the cabana we would have to find out yesterday that in fact, no, we didn't have that cabana. That it was just a request. So first tip, got to call in really early. As soon as you know you're coming to Alani and you have a, have a reservation book, call in, reserve cabanas. At the four-month mark, we were struggling to find any availability in the cabana. If you show up at Alani and you're interested in a cabana and you haven't been able to pre-reserve one, they don't take your name for a list for the entire length of your stay. You have to come down to the Rainbow Reef shack, basically by the pool, every morning to see if they've had any cabana cancellations. And the issue with that is that they have allowed people to cancel cabanas day of. And so you may show up at seven or eight in the morning and they say there's no cabanas, but then somebody doesn't show up for their cabana at 10 or cancels at 10. Well, now there's a cabana available. You still have to pay full price for that cabana. There's no discount for half days or anything like that. So I find this process to be a little frustrating. I don't think it's necessary for you to have a great time. And I would say if you can't snag one in advance, just don't worry about it because it's going to be a real hassle to find one later, or at least that's been our experience. I will say in August, we had a decent experience with that where we told a cabana host that we were interested in a cabana at any point during our stay. And they would kind of roll by our cabana in the evening or call me in the evening to let me know that someone had canceled and ask if we wanted one. I've not been able to replicate that. So with that, we're going to wrap up this segment here. Uh, We're going to spend a relaxing day by the pool. And then we have no specific dinner plans tonight. So we may head over across the street to try out the Mexican restaurant that has reopened. The old one closed and a new one has come into its place. So we might head over there just to try out that option. So we know all the options in the shopping center and can share those with you. And then, yeah, we've got some fun plans for the rest of the day. I might try the snorkeling reef. Definitely might try to hit up the water slide again. Going to spend some time in the infinity pool. And then we've got some good dinner plans uh, the next couple of nights where we've got long he's down at the Marriott to try out and let you guys know about. And we also have monkey pod, which we've been to before and is a fan favorite. So that will wrap up here and we'll be back. Aloha. Aloha. All right, we got to take a quick break in the action here to just thank our amazing show sponsor over at Touring Plans Travel. As we've said before, we use Touring Plans Travel to book all of our fabulous Disney vacations, this one included, the one we're talking about today. We used our travel specialist to help us book this vacation. And I'm so glad we did because it was a pretty complicated vacation to book at only four months out, as I said in the show. So she helped us cobble together the days that we needed on cash. And then I was working to cobble together the days that I could pull with our DVC points. And then she helped us get those reservations linked up so that when we showed up to Alani, we were able to stay in the same room through the entire stay, which was so, so helpful. And as you'll hear later in the show, we had some potential hiccups getting home. So it was great to know that we had someone in our back pocket who could help us out if we needed it. So can't say enough good things about Touring Plans Travel. What we love most is that their philosophy aligns with our own. They are not out to sell you a particular vacation. They're out to make sure that you have the best vacation experience possible. And that may not be with Disney. And so they don't only book Disney travel. And so we've used them to book a Royal Caribbean cruise we have coming up and an Adventures by Disney trip on a river cruise uh, with Ama Waterways. So remember, you don't pay extra to use Touring Plans Travel. They get paid at the time you travel. So you're really just leaving money and expertise on the table if you're not using a travel agent to book your next vacation. So if you'd like to help support the show, please head over to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation and just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. With that, back to our episode. (laughs) 
All right, we are back. And I think when we last left off, we were poolside at cabana number three, enjoying the day and it turned out to be a great afternoon at the cabana. Had a great time that day. Sam, anything that we left off that afternoon from the cabana time that you uh, you wanted to highlight? The only thing I wanted to highlight is that Nathan and I got some pineapple watermelon swirl Dole Whip and it was fantastic. We ended up getting it twice on two different days but super delicious. You had to go down by the beach to get that. And you can only only resort guests at Elani can actually purchase food even at the snack bar type places here. Yeah. And I tried the watermelon Dole Whip. And let me say it's not my cup of tea, but I'm glad Nathan and Sam enjoy the watermelon pineapple Dole Whip swirl. That evening, we decided to head across the street and try out a restaurant that's been closed for a while. Actually, I think the original restaurant that was there is permanently closed and a new restaurant has come in and taken it over. It's a Mexican restaurant in a standalone building in the same shopping center with the pizza place and monkey pod across the street from kind of the ABC store area. And so it's called Makiko Cantina, very small dining room. We had to wait about an hour for a table. They do have outdoor patio seating. I think we've been waiting longer than is usual for restaurants this time of year because one, it's Christmas time. Two, there are lots of large groups here. So we're seeing lots of restaurants with tables that have, you know, eight, 10, 12 people at them. And that was certainly the case at Makiko Cantina that night. That said, the service was not the greatest that we've had. They seemed overwhelmed. I'll just say that. So, you know, Hopefully they work out some of the kinks there. And I know there are staffing shortages at restaurants all over the place. So I had the two taco meal, which I thought would be two tacos and maybe some rice and beans. But no, it was two shredded beef tacos. And that was it. And and so this came out first, even though we ordered some salsa and guacamole and chips to snack on while we waited for our entrees. My tacos came. I was practically finished with those when the chips and salsa and guacamole showed up. And then probably took another 15 or 20 minutes before... Sam's taco salad showed up and Nathan got a bean and cheese burrito. We tasted Nathan's bean and cheese burrito. I thought it was pretty good. Really good size for a kid. Kid's portion. Uh, He seemed to enjoy it. Sam, what did you think of your taco salad? My taco salad was really good, except it seemed to be missing one thing that typically comes with a taco salad, which is a taco bowl. It was not in a it was just on a regular plate. There was no chips or chip like bowl around it. So it was really tasty, but also kind of felt like it wasn't quite a complete meal. It was fine because we had ordered the chips and salsa and guac, but um, just a warning for folks, the portion sizes are a little bit on the small side and see they don't seem totally complete, although the food was tasty. Yeah, I really like Mexican food and I thought the food was good, but I'll agree with Sam that the portion seemed a little small. I might try the fajitas next time. I think we'll definitely give it another run and see what it's like the next time we're here. So finished up Mexican for dinner that night and then came back to the resort. And the next day was another pool day. (laughs) The theme of this show might be Groundhog Day, I suppose. But we had another day by the pool. Was that the day that you did the Menahune Trail adventure? Yeah, let me let Sam tell you about the Menahune Trail. So the Menahune Trail or the Menahune Adventure Trail is a scavenger hunt like game where you go to the Puahana meeting room to go grab a tablet. And it basically takes you around the pool garden areas of Aulani on a I'll call it a scavenger hunt but it's really you go and find these little as Nathan likes to call them Easter eggs and you use the tablet to send a signal and and something comes to life like rocks move or something lights up or uh, something unexpected happens it's actually really cool I will say it's only the outdoor portion of it right now apparently there's a, a ton of these little menahunis all 
all around Aulani Resort inside and outside, but only the outside part is what's running right now. Really fun. Uh, it will take you about an hour and a half to two hours to do if you want to do the whole thing. They tell you that you're only checking out the iPad for one hour, but I don't really think they enforce that against you if you keep it out for longer as we did on that one day. Yeah. And as Sam said, the Menahunis are scattered all throughout the resort. In fact, we found a little hidden Menahune in a curio cabinet across from the main gift shop on the lobby level. There's a little keyhole that if you look through, there's a whole Menahune scene. So Nathan was clued into that by some friends he made at the pool the other day and we went to check it out and it was pretty cool. So lots of little hidden Easter eggs, uh, including hidden Mickeys, but hidden, hidden Menahunes is the thing here. So yeah, so we did the Menahune trail, hung up by the pool, you know, did some water slides, probably some lazy river. Again, just kind of a low key day for us. That night, we decided to go try out a new restaurant because it was Christmas Eve. We decided to go try out a new restaurant down the street at the Marriott. We went to Long He's. Very close by. It's actually walkable. It's only about a mile on the path from Alani to the Marriott. There's a path that runs on the beach. It's a nice walk. We opted to drive uh, and we'll explain why in a minute. But we headed down to the Marriott. Longhees is on the bottom floor of the Marriott, has a big open air space that looks out onto the ocean. We did not have the greatest table for that kind of view, but it was nice to be out in the open air and, and dining. I thought the food overall at Longhees was, was pretty good. It's got some mixed reviews out there on Yelp and some other places, but I had some shrimp and scallops over like an angel hair pasta and a pesto sauce, I think it was. And uh, it was delicious. Uh, I thought it was really good, uh, really fresh and flavorful. We also I also had a salad, I believe, to start my dinner, which was kind of a, you know, it was a normal salad and it was good. Our server there was really nice. He had, he had dined at Nokai and seen some high end serving and decided to incorporate that into his own practice and trade. So he was he was quite excellent. Nathan, I forget. Nathan had a mac and cheese with a side of broccoli and chicken and it was a pretty healthy portion of food for him uh, he didn't even finish the mac and cheese we ate all the chicken and the broccoli and seemed to enjoy it i think he liked that mac and cheese maybe the best of of all the ones that we'd had so far maybe that was sam who tried it and said she thought it was the best of all the ones we've had so far sam what did you have for dinner and what did you think of the experience overall I thought Longhi's was excellent. It's Italian style fare. It's not fine dining like Mina's. It's a little bit more casual, but I had a really nice filet mignon and some garlic mashed potatoes. I thought Nathan's meal was a bit of a star in the sense that it was when you ordered the mac and cheese, it actually came with a vegetable and a protein. Whereas other places we've been like Mina's and Roy's, if you ordered pasta, that was basically all it was and didn't actually come with a protein like chicken or beef or anything like that. So I would say excellent value for his meal and really nice variety and excellent quality for our meals. You also had a macadamia nut pie. So tell our listeners, uh, how was the macadamia nut pie? Yeah, I did have a macadamia nut pie for dessert and it was delicious. I'm a big pecan pie fan. This was a little less in your face than pecan pie, but the macadamia nut pie was delicious. I always love to get some macadamia nuts while I'm here in Hawaii for obvious reasons. So yeah, overall, I thought it was a good meal. The price was also pretty good. We had a pretty limited menu because it was Christmas Eve uh, and we had peaked at the full menu online. And so I think even with the limited menu, there were some good options, but I think we might go back and try the uh, more expanded menu when we're back in town at some point. So anyway, good meal, uh, free valet parking there at Longhees. So they validate for you. So you just have to, you know, maybe tip the valet, but yeah, overall it was 
was a great meal. And so we drove there because that night we did show Aloha at the Aloha Stadium. It is a light show that they put on in the parking lot of Aloha Stadium. And when I say light show, if any of you have like a candy cane lane or a Christmas lane or something like that in your hometown, this is something they set up in the parking lot with lots of lights. And then you drive your car through one of two different lanes and the lanes have similar decorations on them. But you drive your car through this long winding light display show that ends in a beautiful tunnel with all of these LED lights going off. And there's a radio station you tune to to hear music so that the lights are kind of coordinated with the music. It was $55 per car. Seems to be pretty popular. There was a pretty big line. It was actually sprinkling in Honolulu on Christmas Eve evening. And so it was uh, it was nice to be in the car, but be able to see some lights. And so I thought it was pretty fun. I, you know, uh, someone warned us, you mainlanders have bigger light displays than <laughs> what you might experience at this thing. And I agree. We've seen some much grander light displays back at home, but uh, it was just a nice little activity to do on Christmas Eve and probably something I'd recommend if you're into driving around looking at lights at Christmas time like we are. You know, we love to hop in the car, grab some hot cocoa and drive around some of the neighborhoods in the Seattle area to look at Christmas lights. I thought this was a great substitute. It was a great way to like it was all in one place. Hawaii also has an interesting tradition around the holidays in that they light off a lot of fireworks at Christmas and New Year's. And so as we were driving into Honolulu, uh, it was a pretty amazing display of uh, just random fireworks going off across the plane as we were driving and see. And, and I'm talking like professional grade fireworks in these neighborhoods. And so you could just kind of drive it on the highway and see a flat expanse and lots of little fireworks going up. Sam was a little unnerved by it because the pops were pretty loud. <laughs> Some of them were close to the car. But uh, I thought that was a pretty cool thing to see and kind of a fun festive tradition to have. I'm glad we won't be here on New Year's Eve. We've heard the fireworks are a bit out of control on the island at New Year's Eve. So I'm glad we'll be back at uh, back at home for that. But yeah, overall, I thought that was a fun night. What did you think of show Aloha, Sam? I thought it was great. It was a perfect Christmas Eve activity. I always love driving around back at home to see different, you know, holiday decorations. It's one of my favorite things to do around Christmas time. And so it was really nice to get to see a light display here in Hawaii. Yeah, so after that, we came back, hit the hay because you know what? Santa is coming to town. And so we all wanted to get to bed to be able to open some presents early on Christmas morning. We forgot to say that we met Santa Claus at Aulani. They had Santa at the Ama Ama restaurant and you could line up. He was there between 8 a.m. and 1230. And you could start lining up probably around 730 ish for that. So we were in line by almost eight o'clock and uh, we're not too far back. It was probably the shortest uh, the line was going to be for the day from what we heard. They alternate Santa with Goofy Santa, at least this time around. And so every half hour they swapped out. We were super excited that we got to see Santa the first time around. So we didn't have to wait with through a Goofy Santa to see him. Yeah, so the it's a distance picture so the kids can walk up and have a little conversation with Santa from a distance right now. And then, you know, there's a photo pass photographer on hand who takes pictures and they were taking pictures with uh, individual cell phones as well. So we got a picture with Nathan with Santa and the family with Santa. I will say I would advocate going maybe later in the day if they keep it at Ama Ama. The lighting was not great for photos, especially on cell phones. We haven't had a chance to take a look at our photo pass photos yet. Hopefully those are better because they had a bounce flash. But uh, yeah, I just I thought the lighting was kind of bad because the sun was coming right from behind Santa when folks were trying to take pictures. Uh, it was nice to see Santa here. It was great that they offered him at the resort on Christmas Eve. And so we had a fun doing that. And on the way out, Sam and Nathan got a little snow globe ornament kind of thing that they could make back in the room, which they did. And so that was a nice little touch as well. So couple other things I did on Thursday night on the 23rd, right before uh, Christmas Eve, where I went to see a hula uh, demonstration that they did at the pool at about four o'clock in the afternoon. They did kind of the Alani hula. 
And then that evening after dinner, when we came back to the hotel, I went back out to see storytelling poolside as well. And that was really great. And he told us the story of Maui and his hook. And so apparently all of the different Hawaiian islands, as well as all of the countries in Polynesia, seem to claim Maui as their own. So really interesting storytelling, just some fun things to do around Aulani. So that brings us to Christmas Day when Santa came and visited our hotel room overnight. We woke up, we had some breakfast in the room and we opened our presents and then I headed down to reserve some chair. Actually that day, Brian headed down to reserve some chairs for us by the pool. And we spent most of the day again by the pool. Nathan and I actually finished up the Menahune Trail that day because there was one or two Menahune that we had not gotten a chance to finish. And we had another Dole Whip. Brian, anything else we did by the pool before we headed to dinner that day? Nothing by the pool, Sam, but I did want to say that uh, we had a fabulous Christmas morning at the resort. For those of you thinking about spending Christmas here, you know, we brought like a little pop-up card Christmas tree and we, we did pack some presents, but we packed small presents for one another. We reserved our uh, Santa dropped off presents at our house that morning. And so the person we have who's uh, watching our house for us, she took a photo of those and sent them to us so that we could show our son what Santa had left for him at home, which was nice touch by Santa because then Santa didn't bring them all the way here and expect us to lug them all. All the way back. So anyway, we brought our own family presents with us and opened those at Alani and just made sure that we had small gifts uh, between us. And so yeah, best Christmas gifts of all were, of course, listener reviews we got over the past week. And so I really appreciate you leaving those reviews. They're the best gift you can give us. So thank you for doing that. It was nice to read a few heading into Christmas. So thank you all out there listening for doing that. And if you haven't, head over and leave us one. It's Boxing Day today as we record. There's plenty of time left uh, for shopping for late Christmas gifts. So <laughs> We are a size five-star review at Apple Podcasts. So with that, uh, we we did head into the evening for dinner. Last night, we had a reservation at Monkey Pod, not the fanciest restaurant for Christmas dinner, but it was perfect for us. It was a nice way to wind down the trip in a low-key way. Monkey Pod, for those of you who don't know, is right across the street from the resort and the shopping center. It's a really popular spot. They've got a great Mai Tai there, which I experienced last night. I had a burger for dinner, which I thought was delicious. Again, not typical uh, Christmas fare, but it was, it was a delicious burger. They did have a special on the menu for Christmas that was, I think, a prime rib or it was it was some sort of cut of beef and mashed potatoes and carrots, so kind of a more traditional Christmas meal. I thought it was a little pricey for what they were selling it for. It was like 50 bucks for the meals, so clearly kind of a Christmas special uh, a little bit, but Otherwise, I thought we had a fabulous meal. Sam, how was your meal? And what did you think of Nathan's food? So shout out to one of our listeners and friends of the show, Jonathan Heil, who uh, who put me onto the Monkey Pod pizza, it is the Kahlua pork and pineapple pizza. I had it the last time we were here and I had it again and it was delicious, as well as their version of a Caesar salad. Nathan had a, I think it's called a Simon soup, S-A-I-M-I-N, and it is a noodle soup and had broccoli in it. It was, I have to say, it was delicious. He actually was not really a big fan of it other than the broccoli, but I had some of it and I thought it was awesome. So he ended up eating uh, some Caesar salad and a lot of Brian's French fries. And then we finished out the meal with a gelato for Nathan. He had actually tried gelato a couple nights before at Long He's and really enjoyed it. So he got a chocolate gelato last night. And I had the banana cream pie, which the last time we were here, it was on the menu, but they had run out of it. And I have not really met a banana cream pie that I haven't wanted to try. And this one did not disappoint. It was delicious. 
So one pro tip I would give for visiting Aulani, and this kind of ties into what Brian said about monkey pod is reservations, 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 reservations. Cannot stress this enough. If you are looking to eat at a sit down restaurant, even a casual sit down restaurant, if they take reservations, make reservations in advance. Most of the restaurants open their reservations about a month in advance, some even more than that. So if you're coming to Aulani, and you want to eat both on property at Makahiki for sit-down or off property at any of the other sit-down restaurants, I highly recommend making reservations. Yeah, so we rounded out the evening last night, came back to the hotel, did a little browsing in the gift shop, and then just kind of headed back to the room to relax. Our flight home today out of Honolulu is not until 2 o'clock, and so decided to not pack last night. We got up today and kind of had breakfast in the room and watched a little TV and packed up our stuff. And we were about a half hour away from wheels up departure from Alani at the moment. We are hoping, fingers crossed, we get home on Sunday, the day we're recording this today. It is snowing back home in Seattle and there are some ground departure delays and some other things happening at the airport. We're also not clear if our car is going to be there to meet us when we get home or not. But we have fingers crossed. A friend of this show, Steve Creasy, has been texting me to let me know that our plane is on the way from sunny San Diego, that our flight crew is here on the ground and ready to take us home. And so we're just hoping that the runways are clear in Seattle. We can make it home and land. uh, And also that our car shows up to get us back to our house because it's time to leave the 80 degree weather in favor of the 10 degree weather back in Seattle for the New Year's. So a little tear running down my cheek as I'm staring out at the pool from our balcony here in our beautiful one bedroom studio at Elwani and longing to be in the lazy river or or swimming in the snorkel reef. So uh, instead, I am dressed and ready to go back to Seattle. So let's just hope our flight is at least a little bit on time. And uh, I couldn't have spent some more time in the pool today. <laughs> today. So just to round out the show, I'll say that we have had a fabulous time at Alani. I'm already longing to get back here. We love going on the cruises and we love Alani just because of the pools and the warm weather and the vacations. And it's just nice to relax and really get away from things. And so I love Alani because it offers the ability to also go out and experience some other things on the island. You're not locked into just you know a handful of things here and there. Our first love remains cruising, although our son's love is a little bit in question mark right now. I think he likes Alani. As we've been wandering around, we've been talking about maybe getting some points here at Alani so that we can get another Christmas trip on the Brooks for 2023. With all the cruises we have planned and other vacations we have planned, it'll be a while since we can come back. But I sure would love to do another Christmas here at Alani and maybe bring some family with us. Nathan's come out on the balcony because I wanted to ask him, Nathan, I think you told mommy the other day how you rate this vacation. Where does this vacation rate for you? Five stars. As compared to our other vacations we've taken, where does this one rate? Is it number one, number two, number three, number 20? Like, where does it rate for you? Number one. Number one. What made this vacation so much fun? Uh, I don't know. Just the pools. Yeah, you were really active in the pools this time around, right? So you really had fun in the pools here with all the different pools that you could go in? Yep. And do you want to come back to Elwani? Yes. Would you, would you recommend coming to Alani at Christmas time or in the summer? You were here in August. Do you like it in August or would you like it better this time around? I would say next time we go, we should go a little, like, still, like, cold, but not in a place where it could snow. Like, in a way where it could snow where we live, because then we might have trouble getting on our flight. I think, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. Hey, so the last question for you, Nathan. Alani, is, is Alani rate above cruising for you or do you like cruising better? Which you like better, Alani or Disney Cruise Line? Alani. There you have it. There you have it. That's why it's the DCL duo because Nathan is the Alani single, the Alani solo over there. So. 
but to be honest, I think Sam and I, it's, it's becoming a close tie between cruising and Alani for us. It's just a fun vacation. So uh, maybe calling our TVC guide or reaching out to one of the resale markets to see what the prices look like to buy some points. But with that, Sam, anything you want to say before we close out the show? Just that this was a great family vacation. We had a fantastic time. There's a lot to do around the resort, even with some of the COVID closures. And you just have to do a good job of planning. But there's a lot you can pack in here at the Elwani Resort. With that, we will wrap it up here. Fingers crossed you make it home this evening. Thanks, everyone out there for listening. Aloha. Aloha. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing all about our family vacation to Alani. It was really just such a fun vacation. I can't recommend Alani highly enough. I know it's a tough road for East Coasters to get out there to Hawaii, but maybe consider coming out and stopping in LA, doing Disneyland, and then heading to Alani because it is just such a fabulous spot. I'm so glad that we have it out here on the West Coast. And I know we can't wait to get back. Not soon because we've got so many cruises coming up, but we are eyeing a trip maybe in 2023 in the summer or for Christmas time again. So loved Alani, had a great time, and hope we could help you learn a few things about the resort on the show. With that, I do have another five-star review I'd like to read on the air this week. This one comes from LJ99, who writes, great show, exclamation point. I enjoy how the show helps answer questions without having to ask. Short and to the point. We love it. <laughs> Any review is, is helpful. Any of these five-star reviews are helpful. So we really appreciate the review there, LJ99. Uh, we do hope that we can anticipate questions that people will have and bring on guests and uh, talk about our own experiences in a way that will help you plan a fabulous vacation. So with that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there, as always, for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star written reviews or the most helpful because we can read them on the air and benefit from your feedback, but any five-star review will do. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. Just browse to youtube.com slash dclduo. If you'd like to help support the show, you can also browse over to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there. You can also head over to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on this show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.